Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Jack from Cultaholic. It's it's New Year's Day. Welcome to the 2nd of January, everybody. Not, not New Year's Day, the 2nd of January. We've made a mistake. It's the 2nd of January. Hello, everybody. I am joined by Andrew. I'm joined by Ross. And we are here to set things right in WWE, although you could argue actually that things are slowly improving. I was, in WWE. yeah. The first thing I've written down here today is this is the hardest version of this video we've ever done. Ever. Ever. Because I think the issues are less obvious than they've ever been. Mm. Agreed. I agree. I think last year it was easier. It feels like the roles have reversed a little bit this mm. year, doesn't it? The tables in of terms turn. of the, the, how, the, how the turntables Absolutely. do turn. Um, so it was a bit difficult for one than it was the other, and yeah, vice versa. We should say as well, we haven't conversed before sitting in here, so it's a shoot. So if we have the same things each other, Mm. That's probably why. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. We're uh, we've got. We've all brought three pitches to the table. We'll go around in a circle. Ross and Andrew, then me, uh, three times. That will leave us with nine lovely pitches for WWE in 2022. But remember the golden rule, as always. It's not what we think's going to happen. It's, it's what, what we want to happen. Joel's behind the camera for the first time on a pitches video. We that was a good experience, I imagine. Oh, Just, that was lovely, he says, yeah. hearing the catchphrase in person. Uh, and Ross will be... <laughs> I'm just trying to be a YouTube host, you know? Uh, Ross, can we have your first well, pitch? Well, guys, we're going off to the 2022 <laughs> Royal Rumble. Um, the 2023 Royal Rumble we're going to. Because mm. my first one's like more like a fantasy booking pitch. Oh, I should Boom. mention, actually, yeah, this might minor a mixture. Of, they, they, could, they could be specific storylines, or they could be more all-encompassing directions. Yeah. So I've got yeah. like a fantasy booking pitch, mm -hmm. like a big picture, this is how things should change cool. pitch, and then just why aren't you doing this sort of pitch? So my first one is the fantasy booking one. And I want to see Finn Balor take on a CM Punk-like role from the 2010. 10 Royal Rumble, okay. mm. where he sort of controls things from afar, and as all the Judgment Day buys get into the Men's Rumble match, they start working together. Ooh, 2011. It's a 2011. Yeah. But yeah. unlike CM Punk and the Straight Edge Society back then, they actually work together and get the job mm. done. Mm. Bonneville, Finn the Bastard. It was the new Nexus. As yeah. well. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, well, I'm mad doing nothing about wrestling. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> however, number 30 in this year's Men's Rumble, or next year, this year, this year's Men's Rumble, has got to be Cody Rhodes. It's presented in exactly the same way as he was before he left when his tit fell off his chest and he had that match against Seth Rollins in the Hell in a Cell. I want to see this scenario at the end of the Men's Rumble match where on one side of the ring, we've got all the judgmental men of the Judgment Day. On the other side, we have Cody, we've got Jey Uso and Sami Uso. Yeah. Mm. Jey Battles. 
but he valiantly falls at the first hurdle. He's the first one out of there. Sami Zayn's life's in tatters because he, as he watches his juicy, oozy friend, I might have written this deep into the night last night, um, floundering on the floor like a fish. He doesn't know what to do, but as we all know, America needs a hero, and now the Isle of Samoa needs a hero as well because Jey Uso's gone, and that Samoan hero is Cody Rhodes because he is just a hero for all of the world, all of the time. Cody and Sammy fight together and get rid of Finn and Dom of the JD, leaving Damien in there with them, so it's a two-on-one sort of situation. Sammy and Cody are like, yeah, 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 we're doing well, yeah, come on, we can go for it. I believe that we will win. We'll do that American football chant. Yeah, I yeah. believe that we will win. Uh, leaving Damien in... Uh, we're down there now, Ross, you silly man. But just as the pair are about to take down Damien and ensure one of them is going to win, Sammy's bollocks are crushed by the size 47 laceless boots of Cody from behind. Oh, Cody. Hoops him in the bollocks, wow. so he does. Harry, I've written down here, Harry Kane would have been proud of that connection. No. Cody. It's the same Too football. Soon yeah. still. It was similar to Harry Kane's penalty, basically, we're going for here. Cody then tosses Sammy over the top rope and laughs maniacally. The evil bastard. Cody then goes on to win the Rumble against Damian Priest, obviously, and solidifies himself as a heel on the road to WrestleMania. Heck, I've written down next. It was really late last night. I'd even want to see Triple H be the flair to Cody's Triple H. Mm. Oh. There is that connection. But yeah, that might be a step too far for this pitch. I don't know. Mm. The crux of it is I want a heel Cody versus a babyface bombastic bloodline babe <sighs> called Roman Reigns uh, is the match that should happen. If if indeed, cause this, this, this pitch comes around because we all seem to accept that maybe Cody is going to fulfill the storyline arc of Sami Zayn. So Sami's got this point Samuel fought the wayside he'll turn baby face like good and proper with Kevin Owens yeah. then face the bloodline the Usos mm. Cody will then come where Sammy could have been if they had the bollocks mm. to make Sammy Zayn the guy to take down Roman Reigns if that is going to happen this is what I want to see happen with that Cody coming back in as a heel because I think that Sammy has that much investment in him from the fans that it will backfire in WWE's face because mm. um, Cody will end up getting booed because that's how we react when we see the person who maybe we like someone more, but we see someone else getting the push that we feel someone else should get. We boo the person getting the push, don't we? Mm. So if Cody is going to be the guy coming back at the Rumble to set up a WrestleMania match, I think he returns as a heel. Because I don't want another repeat of Roman Reigns circa 2015 to 2019 sort of times. Maybe even a little bit after that as well. Mm. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that is. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like also that a lot. as well, Andrew. Cut you off, sorry. No, it's all right. I always thought when you get a killer heel run, it always results in an even better babyface run because they're always. You get to that cool bit, don't you, where you can't mm. do anything but cheer them. The, the, and I think this is a great pitch, and I'm going to say yes. Thank you. Um, the, and my concerns are sort of similar as well in terms of Sammy has had the time to build himself up and build this storyline, right? Whereas Cody, obviously, out with injury. Yeah, he had amazing matches before, and, you know, he fought valiantly in Hell in a Cell. So that's a story there within itself for him to come back and finally get the WWE title and the stuff with his dad. But at the same time, he's not being on TV as much, obviously, as, as Sammy has, and he's not really sort of built organically, I don't think, to this point where Sammy is, and you've got all this storyline that's going to culminate in something, and we don't know what. And I sort of think the same as you in, in terms of maybe if Cody just gets put into that role by winning the Royal Rumble, then it feels like it's being forced and then people sort of turn against him mm. and it doesn't work in his favor. So if they did turn it into something like that where he can become a heel, whoo-wee, yeah. that'd be very good. I was going to say, just make my pitch like Sammy being the guy to dethrone Roman, but everybody's saying that at this point. Yeah, mm. well, I was about to say, yeah. I'm assuming Cody wins. 
at WrestleMania? I don't know because Roman is Roman's the, the face, the de facto though. baby face now. He's, he's like the cool. most popular guy. Yeah. But then that makes it because then he's lost, right? And Cody's taken the thing I like away from him. I think if Cody were to win in that situation, as long as he never acknowledged that he was a heel and was just a delude, what we should have got in AEW, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, then it's a yes from me. And then you can always set up Sami Zayn to be the one to. Dethrone Cody. Him. Yeah. yeah. It writes itself. Oh, my God. Oh my See, if you're not going to be as brave as boy, you should be, Triple H. Do that, what we've just said there <laughs> instead. Mm. Uh, Andrew. Well, oh, man. You, I'm going for a Cody one as well, right? Oh, no. But I'm like, oh, you've, you've bloody stolen it Have right there. Have more confidence in yourself. It's a new it. year. We'll, so I don't know when these videos are going out. I don't know which. You do, because I told well, you, you earlier. You said new year, but I can't remember <laughs> which one goes out first. This one goes out second. The this AEW one goes out second. One. It's the 2nd of January today. Oh, no. I so Just remember that right it. now. Pretend that you've already seen <laughs> this. start unless... when I said it's New Year's Day. Oh, it's all right. Like I should have said, but I No, don't worry. You're all right now. So... Right, if you if you're watching this now and you have watched the AEW ones, I've kind of taken a tiny idea from one of my AEW pictures, right? And I wanted to expand on it a little bit more within this because we love a bit of continuity every now and then, don't we? Eh? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. here we go. Right. Are you ready? Strap in because this is a long one. Cody Rhodes becomes the WWE champion after dethroning Ro- Roman Reigns okay. at WrestleMania. Uh, without fully diverging, like diverging into the pitch of sort of how will Roman Reigns lose and split the belts, I've decided, right? Rock does in fact return at the Rumble, setting up a program between he and his cousin at WrestleMania. Dwayne plays Roman's own ego against him though, right? Exclaiming that if WrestleMania was two nights back when The Rock was WWE champion, you damn well know he'd be defending, retaining, and headlining both shows back to back because, you know, in the then he'd be off. He'd be gallivanting to star in a movie the next day because mm. he is the one true head of the table. And this obviously gets in the head of Roman Reigns. It's like, whoa, actually. So for the sake of the pitch, perhaps The Rock is a surprise entrant into the Rumble, uh, as is a returning Cody too. If it comes down to these two being the final men, The Rock ekes out the victory and Cody instead goes on to win his shot in a hellacious elimination chamber match oh, instead. Okay? So he still gets that. He still gets the, the organic babyface push. Cody wins at Mania and goes on to defend the title valiantly against the likes of AJ Styles. So is Roman beating The Rock on night one? Let's say yeah. Right, we're just... The Rock, I'm just the Rock. saying yeah, 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 why yeah, the yeah, titles have been yeah, split yeah. and why Cody's just cool. got the WWE title, basically. Cool, cool, cool. So Cody wins at Mania, as we've said, goes on to defend the title valiantly against the likes of AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, maybe Brock, Brock Lesnar, right up to SummerSlam, which, let's say, we're going to say is sometime in August, right? Sometime at least after July 2023, when, yes, that's right, these pictures are going out in the order that I wrote them, Dustin Rhodes, after exiting AEW due to his contract being up, also at the hands of a dick dastardly MJF, appears upon the ramp following a particularly grueling WWE title defense from his brother. Dustin doesn't come to the ring. Instead, he and Cody just exchange an emotional glance to say, I see you. I'm here. You'd be blind if you didn't see me. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Because, you, know, you know. Fiery Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so the following night on Raw, Dustin comes out to properly address the crowd, saying how good it feels to finally be back home. I guess when I wrote this, it's sort of similar to when Cody came out on the Raw after Mania and, and gave all his spiel and stuff. He, uh, Dustin says he wants to wind down his career in the place that really started it all for him, and what better way to do so than by the side of his family. So Cody comes out to welcome his brother back to WWE, and the two share an emotional moment too, but 
Obviously, there's a giant red, black, golden, diamond-encrusted elephant between the two. They talk about how Cody Cody finally did it, how (laughs) proud Dustin is. Is it 2012? It is, yeah. I'm proud. They talk about how Cody finally did it, how proud Dustin is, and and that Dusty as well would be so happy that Cody finally won the title that eluded their family for decades. And that's just it, though. Much like Cody, it's something that's been weighing on Dustin's mind for years, and with the end of his in-ring career seemingly seemingly on the horizon why not why not prove everyone everyone wrong why not prove to himself that he has one more run left in him why not end this career with no regrets knowing he'd given it his all whilst aiming for the highest of highs Cody offers him a match for the title. Let's go, let's do it. But Dustin refuses. No, he wants to prove that he's worth what it takes to challenge for the title. He doesn't want hand-me-downs. He wants to earn it fair and square like everyone else. But he makes Cody promise him one thing, that he better hold on to that title until Dustin's worked his way up to the top, ready for a shot. So then we've got stakes, right? You've got Dustin trying to get up, trying to challenge there. But Cody's also like, well, I've got to defend it until my brother's like, he's ready. He's ready, he's coming. Mm-hmm. The following month sees Dustin compete in tournaments, gauntlets, high-profile title contender matches, perhaps taking one step forward and two steps back, falling short on occasion, but fighting back tenfold to earn his position. Whilst Cody feels the pressure and the stakes of keeping hold of the championship, wanting to have the honor of defending the title against his brother. We're nearly at the end, everybody, don't worry. This all finally culminates in November at Survivor Series. And after what feels very much like a tremendous final run for Dustin, going through numerous trials and tribulations, he lays it all on the line. The two brothers will fight for the WWE Championship for the first time in a one-on-one War Games match. What? The, the match their father created. Hang on now. After an emotional, perfectly told, story-driven match that sees Dustin and Cody go the extra mile, the younger brother finally manages, manages to pick up the victory. And as they embrace in the middle of the ring, a graphic is seen displayed on the Titan Tron true, uh, to Dustin Rhodes, WWE Hall of Fame and inductee 2024. I know the end bit there. Was, that was, how does like, it work? That was nearly... Basically just like... The it's match beyond basically, it. It's the basically just the two rings, uh, the structure. Maybe you put some weapons and stuff in there as well for him to have. Ambrose Asylum. Weapons. Oh, weapons. no. Do you have weapons? Not we the Ambrose weapons. Asylum. But so, like, I, I, that, that is the bit that sort of got me at the end there, where I was Whoa. like, it would be good to do it in war games that, you know, a match that, that Dusty created with these two brothers and Dusty can finally go out and it's all like, it, like a, a family type affair. Um, how a single one-on-one war games match would work, who knows? I'm sure those two would make it work, though, because they're fantastic storytellers. That little bit is a bit woo, mm. but apart from that, that is my favourite Andrew Hodkinson pitch oh of all goodness. time. Yeah, thank yeah, you. It's my favourite of, of your, my favorite of your pitches that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, oh, I think thank so. You. Thank because you. it started off strong. I've been thinking for a long time, like, how are they going to... If they end up splitting the two belts mm. that Roman's got. How are they going to justify that in storyline? It doesn't seem like something you'd want to do. I love the bit of The Rock trying to get in his head, saying, like, I would have defended both at yeah. all. A one-on-one night. And I think that works really naturally. And um, I like the the idea of Dustin getting the 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 recognition he should have always had in WWE. Because yeah. it's, it's bloody Dustin Rhodes. Because when we did the news story, me and Tom, about Dustin winding down in, in 2023 and, you know, hoping to sort of bring it bring it all back in a little bit, a lot of people in the comments were like, I want to see him have one more, I want to see him have a TNT title run. Like, just have a really nice final run because he's still got it. 
And I thought, natural. well, why not just like do it for the WWE Championship? It's a, it's a big, it's a big yes for me. Mm. I like it all until the War Games yeah. match. I don't uh, think that'll work. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, yeah. I thought I would that is a bit that. weird. Is it Bunkhouse where they're on the back of the lorry? Oh no! Oh, no, 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 is that a bit worse? That's another dusty know. creation. I think. It is. I think the it Hollywood is. parking lot. No, 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 no one no. on the back of the actual lorry driving oh, driving down the road. Yeah. Could they have a? Uh, bull rope one, maybe. Hail, hay bales and everything. Yeah, a bull, bull rope, rope one, one might be could work. No, 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 okay, right, no, no. Hay no, bales no, everywhere. No Comedy is always a great success. <laughs> what about war games on the back of a lot? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like the fact that you're doing it like because a lot of people say like what could have been for the Dusty and Cody, uh, Dustin and Cody thing back in the day, yeah, ten years ago, whatever, it, whatever it is now. So the fact you've gone back there. Mm. It's nice. Mm. A nice, nice bow on the top of the career of uh, Goldie Dust. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, two yeses as well for Andrew. My, my first one's more of a general direction kind of pitch rather mm-hmm. than a specific storyline. But don't worry, I've got a couple of those as well. Um, so it's hard to think of what advice to give because it seems like generally things are moving back in the right direction, as we said at the start of the video. An interest in longer-term logical storytelling's back. A willingness to work with what the audience is actually responding well to, i.e. Sami Zayn in the bloodline, that's kind of back. Uh, booking that actually remembers what happened the previous week is back. I've thrown a bit of shade there oh. as well. Um, so I've gone for something that maybe I don't think Triple H will necessarily want to fix uh, from the latter days of Vince's regime. I think you probably want to keep it the same. But I think we need to let stars be bigger than WWE as a company once again. Mm. Um, since they became the only globally recognized wrestling promotion back in 2001, WWE have always prioritized the brand being bigger than any of its so-called superstars. Uh, from the deliberate de-pushing of people like Zack Ryder, who got themselves over organically, to the attempted de-pushing of someone like Daniel Bryan when he got really popular, to the recent squandering of Sasha Banks's mainstream crossover potential. WWE needs to embrace the fact that it can create massive stars like The Rock, and it's fine if some of them do leave eventually, because it makes them look good in the long run. People mm. go, where did they come from, that gargantuan star? They were a wrestler. And people, when they think of wrestling, think of WWE. Mm. Um... So I say with their mountains and mountains of cash, WWE should break the bank to re-sign Sasha Banks and treat her like the star she deserves to be. They could even try to break the bank and maybe try to sign CM Punk, given not only oh, Ooh. given not only his relative level of fame outside of the wrestling world, but also the white-hot momentum that will come from such a signing. Yes, it might flop and he might fall out with everyone, might. But, <laughs> but surely it's worth the risk. You're already WWE. What can really go that wrong? <laughs> Mm. So maybe the punk bit a stretch, but letting the general point is letting individual wrestlers be a Hulk Hogan, be a rock, be bigger than mm. WWE because they've been so afraid of that in the past like two decades. Mm. It feels like reading between the lines. That's why Sasha's not coming back. It feels like that mm. partly because he's obviously got the stuff with the Mandalorian going. I yeah. think Meltzer was in the news yesterday. I mean, you did the, the he's, even if she got paid like a massive pay rise, she would still be underpaid. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. But I, I agree. And you with made everything. the point that loads of wrestlers are probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, everybody, about everybody, same, yeah. Given but, the amount that they make. And, but yeah. obviously, not everyone else in the company is on The Mandalorian or no. Hot Ones. Yeah. <laughs> They're not that big, are they? Puss in Boots was on Hot Ones. You seen he, that? What? Four minutes of four fire. Minutes. And it's so good. <laughs> he only so did four good. minutes? Yeah. Well, it's like because he's on you know, animation and everything. I mean, well, depends. It depends. <laughs> um, I, I never liked him. Sleazy. He really? Would, he would be cancelled. He's good. <laughs> He's good. He's anyway. good. He's a rogue. He's a lovable rogue. Sorry, Ross. Let's stop talking about Puss yeah. and Boots. Puss and Boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the crossover stuff. Just, yeah. It's a yes. Just Thank let, you, let him do it. Just like Puss in Boots crossing over <laughs> into Hot Ones. I think, yeah. it, I think it's a really good... I think it's such a good idea to do... Shrek were always too scared to let Puss in Boots right? be Right, and now than... he's off on his own. Yeah, he's on yeah. Hot Ones, he's right? He's going to be in New Japan soon. To be it's fair, um, he does wrestling Shrek 1, doesn't he? He does. Shrek's the best wrestler in Shrek. Ronda Rousey's good. theme's playing. 
Oh, yeah. Shrek's the best. Donkey does a little bit, but... Mm. I, it's a yes from me. Okay. Uh, it's a yes from me. I think it is remiss of WWE not to send, you know, let their stars go off and, and make names for themselves elsewhere, like in Hollywood and everything. Because like you said, with the name of WWE and the brand of WWE, that doesn't that really make more people then come in who might not be, be familiar business it would be good for the business um and uh and yeah like you said the building up of if they do eventually go over to another company well really then when they do that what hangs on them is sort of like you know they made it really big oh, in wwe when i said go elsewhere sorry i meant like elsewhere outside of wrestling oh Hollywood, sorry TV, sorry oh, okay yeah. okay but still that, i guess if they well. go to yeah, another yeah. company like yeah. they were this the biggest star in this company and and everything like that so uh yeah no that that would be really really good i'd i'm really excited to see what sashi does next because mm-hmm. i think she does right going off and doing what she wants to do rather than you know just going back to WWE just for the sake of it. Mm. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I think you. I think I really like your pitch. Is it yes? Thank you very much. Um, we're all doing really well so far. Congratulations, <laughs> everyone. Congratulations. Ross, <laughs> what's your second pitch? I need to preface this one by saying that Triple H era has been great thus far. But I think this is the biggest issue that has arisen during his time in charge and one that nip in the bud quite quickly. Um, there's a difference between long-term storytelling and telling the same story week after week and then masquerading that as long-term storytelling because you can get an ending that is in line with the stuff you see week after week, but the stuff you've seen week after week is the same. Yes, this gripe comes from Bray Wyatt's return uh, and mm, cutting the same mm. promo every single week and then doing the same attack on LA Knight two out of three weeks and then the stuff with Alexa Bliss, which has been the same week after week after week. Yes, people are saying that long-term storytelling is a thing that wrestling fans want, and that's true. We all want long-term storytelling with the biggest stuff on the card, but when it's the same every week, it's got to a point on the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast, available every Friday on this YouTube channel and Acast and all that sort of stuff, that we've become bored. Yeah, mm. already. <laughs> the first the first month to six weeks, we were like, yep, let's just sit it out and see what happens, but now it feels like we're in week seven, eight, nine, whatever it is now, yeah. and we're still seeing the same promo from Bray Wyatt, and we're getting a little bit bored, and we're having a big old moan. There's a difference between those long-term storytellings and basically having Bray Wyatt do the same promo but using different words before Howdy cuts him off. We see a slideshow then the segment ends with this going ooh, what could this mean? And this basically says you'd have the situation where you're going ooh, what could this mean so many times that it basically becomes meaningless. Which yeah. is where we are now I think with Bray Wyatt on Smackdown. I don't know about anybody else around the table. No, mm. I'd agree, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. So I thought you were going to say more. I, I, I was going to say the the there's a there's a worry right in the yes this is all supposed to be you know part of Wyatt's mystique and everything but what happens when we get to the final reveal of stuff and it's just lackluster because we've taken this long to get there. Yeah, and I do recognise between this video getting recorded on December the 13th, it's December the 13th of where I sat here right now, and January the 2nd, this could have changed for Bray Wyatt, therefore nullifying this point, as everyone's going, wow, isn't it fantastic? But as we're sat here after so many weeks of the same thing happening, I think it's this... I was trying to think of another example on the card, but I can't really think of one where it just has been exactly the same week on week, but this is the biggest return of the year for the company, probably. It's the biggest yeah. example, I think, yeah. 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 I maybe... <sighs> Sort of similar in a little way, but still it's been more fun to watch has been the Gargano, Miz, yeah. Loomis thing. When he was I think just lasted, kidnapping him every week. I think yeah. that's lasted a little tiny bit too long. But like where we got to, it was good fun and everything. Um, so yeah, I, there is a few things like that that could definitely change down the line because you're right, there's a difference between long-term storytelling mm. and just repeating the it's, same thing. It's the old, I've mentioned this on videos before, but it's the old 
uh, the creators of South Park said that if you write out every story beat, I've said this before, Daphne, but and then you put um, the words in between each beat should be something like but or because of this, this happens, not just and then, and then, and then, and then. Mm. It should all follow it. Well, it should tell a story. It shouldn't just yeah. be a sequence of events, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. a yes from me. Lovely. Yes from me as well. Lovely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Whoa. Andrew. Yes. Go on then. Uh, so, like, this pitch sort of stemmed from me not really connecting with damage control as a faction. And uh, it started out as a pitch specifically dedicated to either them becoming a genuine threat within the division or breaking them up entirely. But then something else sort of spawned from me, bold nogging whilst I was writing it as well. So basically, as I've just mentioned, damage control, just they're not really gelling with me at all. Like the three really talented wrestlers, I think they're phenomenal. I, I love like all the things that they've done uh, sort of away from the from the group before. Um, but together, it's just felt a bit lackluster. Like maybe it's the hot potato win of the women's tag team title or maybe it's because Bailey's losing a lot of her matches since returning. Uh, maybe it's just a bit from... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Column A and a little bit from column B perhaps, you know, but uh, maybe there's a way to sort of turn it round into something and shake things up for 2023. So we heard the news that the original members of Damage Control were supposed to be Bailey, Kai, Candice LeRae, and Tegan Knox, and what? that could be, yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed that. You've made this up. No, no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. It? Dakota Kai was talking about it, yeah. Oh. So it was supposed to be Bailey, Kai, uh, Candice LeRae, and Tegan Knox, and, and that could be like a fun pool oh. to borrow from with like Tegan and Candice planting some seeds of doubt within the heads of EO and Kai by just being like, you're nothing but an afterthought to Bailey, you know. When she couldn't get us in her initial plans, she couldn't get it into motion. Then you know. Also, oh, these plans are now kayfabe as well. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going. I'm saying so. Yeah. Yeah, How yeah. AEW? How AEW of you, uh, of you, right? Uh, maybe the tag champions shouldn't put their trust in Bailey oh. too much, but this could lead to tension, you know, between Bailey, Sky, and Kai, especially since the latter holds championship gold, and Bailey's still looking to regain such glory. And this begins to like visibly irk her. Um, Bailey starts to act out towards a teammate, saying she's done everything in her power to elevate these future stars of the division. She's helped them capture the titles, but where have Kai and Sky been for Bailey in those situations? Maybe it's time for change. Maybe it's time to introduce some talent that will actually pull their weight around here and be thankful of the opportunities she gives them. Q Tegan Knox and Candice LeRae, who come out to the ring and to the side of Bailey, it's time for Io and Kota, Dakota sorry, to get ousted from damage control. Only, it's not 
as Bailey soon finds herself trapped in the middle of the four women, only to be beaten and cast out of the group. Go away. <laughs> yeah, go away. Bailey was the damage that needed controlling in oh. this group all along. <laughs> and from here, I'd kind of like to see a, a, a new expanded damage control genuinely tear up the division. You know, like when we got damage control the first time and they came in and they took uh, Becky out because she had an injury. Like they took her out and then they started interfering in matches and actually looking like a bit of a threat. I know that's very retribution, but it can be done better at the yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. I think. Um, and then just prove that the new guard are here to make a statement without the help of, and this isn't my words, this is the words of it, has beens holding them back, right? We could even have surprise twists with like Bianca eventually turning a heel and heading up the group as well, claiming that the new era of women's wrestling has only just begun. She would never do that. She would. She would. No, she, she wouldn't. She no, would. she wouldn't. She's the would. best. She should. <laughs> Which in turn causes Bailey to like hit the lowest of lows and gradually turn back around to being a face, like a Seth Rollins type face. You know what I mean? Yeah, not the hugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, enlisting like the helps of of Becky, Charlotte, Asuka, maybe to redeem her ways, and then you can have like the old guard versus the new guard. And hopefully have the old guard put the new guard over as well to make them feel like threats and develop them a little bit further and just make damage control feel like a force to be reckoned with because they don't at the moment. I don't know what it is, just something, something's not gelling with me. But maybe if we mix it up and actually have a bit of a threat in terms of like these new people coming up and taking the spots of the older people to make things feel like, oh, no. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. I have a question. Yeah? Why is Tegan Knox friends with Dakota Kai again after she's so brutally betrayed That her? is the big issue. That is, that is the biggest. They can find the a biggest, reason. They can find a reason, can't they? Bezzy, Bezzy power. Mates. Control. Power. C yeah. Power. Yeah. It could always be time heals a always. little point of friction that but you could power always... corrupts them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that, that, actually, I'll take that we're like We're like Shakespeare, aren't we? I like, I like the idea that there could be that little bit of like mm. a little bit of tension between them and that just makes them want to do better than the other in the ring oh fantastic and then they're like oh I'm gonna best you I'm gonna get this and this it and looked like you were heading down a cul-de-sac you've swerved out of there you're gone other big issue for me is the footage of Dakota Kai saying these plans were actually a thing so it's it was in a news it's a news like she was speaking to a news so there's outlet. quotes at least. yeah 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 That's there's quotes, right, there's quotes. This wasn't just Honestly, this thing, is yeah. no spec. I'm going to double check. It would be better if there was video footage. Well, I've definitely done research <laughs> into this. They can definitly use that. Uh, this is for 6969. It's definitely not. You disgust. Uh, original damage. It's all right. I believe you, Andrew. I believe you. I want to make sure. <laughs> well, it's a yes uh, from different me. Different plans. Ready, Thank you. If there was footage, it's a yes. If there was not footage, we can just pretend Ring it's a yes as well. Ring, uh, so we've got uh, for uh, <laughs> SE scoops here. Before we go to that other one, uh, she made a, a shocking return. Everything, original plans, agree for the cookies. There's a direct quote. She was enough for me. Getting, getting Over, over podcast, podcast where she said it. There Lovely. we go. Direct mm. quote from the Getting Over Podcast. Not that other <laughs> <laughs> was, I corrected I'm, I'm myself before here. I said the whole um, outlet there. You nearly clicked on one that we don't like. Yeah, we don't. Because they're hacks. Um, it's two yeses, Andrew. Thank you. And now it's my turn. I don't know why. <laughs> this is not a good one. I wrote these after my AW ones and my creative juices were running dry. Mm. So... Aside from Goldberg and Seth Rollins, sort of, but not really, I don't think we've really used Brock Lesnar to truly, truly get someone over for being able to beat him. Unless there's someone I've really forgotten there. No, Rollins, Bobby, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby yeah. a little bit, Bobby a bit, eh. Bobby a bit. But no one's had that big decisive yeah. victory since he beat Taker, really. Well, 
we've not really used him to his full potential to get someone over. Mm. Well, now is the time for that. Brock has a big featured match against someone on the first SmackDown of the new year. Let's say someone he's expected to beat, like Austin Theory, or someone like that. Someone we want to see... <laughs> why have I written it like this? Someone we want to see get they ass whooped. <laughs> get they ass whooped. Get they ass whooped in Yo. capitals. No cap. <laughs> Midway through the match, he's setting up for the F5 when he stops. And then he pauses and keels over backwards, like Trent Seven when he got chopped by Minoru Suzuki. Have we seen that bump? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, his opponent, whoever it is, crawls over to pin him. One, two, the lights go down. And when they come back up, Brock, when they come back up, Brock is gone. It's slowly revealed over the next few weeks that Brock has been abducted by, yes, Uncle Howdy, who has powers <laughs> of like hypnotism and stuff. That's how we get to the name of this pitch. Zombie Brock Lesnar. Wow. Wow. There's more. There's your thumbnail. There's more. <laughs> yeah. um, there's only one man who can stop Uncle Howdy and beat his terrifying zombie friend. The Sandman. What? Zombie in ECW? Oh, no, it's Bray Wyatt. It's oh. Bray Wyatt, but good. Oh. I like your reasoning. Thanks. The two of them meet at the Royal Rumble. That's Bray and Brock, which was a match that Brock wanted, remember? All those yeah. years ago in 2016. Or was it? Yeah. Oh. He did. Is that direct quotes or video and, uh, footage of him? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it became instead, they all, they all like jumped him and eliminated him from the Rumble or something. I can't remember. Do you remember that? The Wyatt family all jumped Brock in a Rumble and all... I've got no have I, made the, I hope this is true. I think it no, probably is. I think it's true. Now. Okay, well, uh, Joel's nodding. Yeah, 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 Joel knows. Joel knows. Joel, knows. Joel was there. Um, so the two of them meet at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view with Bray battling very, very bravely when towards the end of the match, Uncle Howdy creeps on down to ringside. And it's, this, is, this is big because it's the first time we've seen him in person and we know that it's a different man from Bray Wyatt. And it's enough of a distraction, in fact, to Bray for Lesnar to take advantage and ultimately win the match. Lesnar, who, by the way, is always now wearing those contact lenses which make it look like you've got no pupils at all, is victorious. And he and Uncle Howdy beat Bray down. Uh, Uncle Howdy unmasks to reveal Bo Dallas as many of us expected. He then cuts a promo explaining that he's sick of being seen as the smaller, weaker brother and always seen as a joke and social outcast and all that. But no, he is serious. It's time for payback. And alongside his zombie friend, Brock Lesnar, he's going to rule WWE. At WrestleMania, we get Bray versus Bo, brother versus brother, with Lesnar there too. Bray finally gets revenge and wins, but midway through the match, it's revealed that it's the Uncle Howdy mask that controls Brock Lesnar, like the urn. Ah. Uh, because Bo enchanted it to do so, and then in brackets I've put, Andrew might get on board with this, so focus that on him more than Ross. <laughs> You love an enchantment, don't you? I do love an enchantment. Uh, Bray bins the mask to set Lesnar free. But after the final match of Mania Night 2, when all Mania's been taken down, everything's been packed up, we see someone scrabbling in the bins around the back of the arena to find the mask and take control of zombie Brock Lesnar. And it is Akira Tozawa. The end of the pitch. Hang on. Whoa. I just looked at the... You know on Wikipedia there's a list of WWE <laughs> personnel and I thought, who would be the funniest one... To control Brock. Tozawa's always booked as a bit of a jobber, isn't he? Mm. He's a rich man now, to be fair. Oh, he won the poker. No, he didn't. Dexter Loomis won the poker game. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He's lost everything. But didn't he win the poker game the other week? The week before, yeah. 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 I hope he didn't use all of his winnings in the next poker game. He, he won. Some... He could have bought Brock Lesnar's mask. Oh, it's funny if With he's like winning. scrabbling. Yeah, on no, the that, is better. Yeah. that is better. That is better. Anyway, I, I was really struggling. Like... You know when you drive past a massive car accident? Oh, no. <laughs> you can't help <laughs> not, you not the metaphor that I wanted. You shouldn't want to see it, but you, you look anyway. <laughs> okay. That's that's what I'm feeling. I want to see Brock Lesnar as a zombie. I want to see Akira as how re reveal, revealed to be the master yeah. of my mind, all of it. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. I want to see Thank it you. in the same way I want to see it. I can just imagine him riding on the back of Brock Lesnar going, yeah. <laughs> 
get them. Go. And Tozawa becomes like the most powerful man in WWE for a bit. Oh man, that's kind of cool. For like three months. I uh, like Ross. I think I'm on the side of Ross. <laughs> well, in this I, can't, one. I can't believe this has worked. But think, think, <laughs> think, think about it though, right? We. We want we want this brain stuff to take a turn where we don't really know where it's gonna go. I mean, yeah. right? And that is literally what you've given us right there. And it it's a, a beautiful experience uh, that we ju- <laughs> we just don't know where the twists and turns are gonna are gonna go. Thank you very much. So I uh, yeah, zombie Brock Lesnar. Thank you, everyone. Zombie Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Ross, zombie Brock Lesnar. Please take us away from zombie um, Brock Lesnar. Mine's a simple one, and that is stop using Chad G- Gable and Otis as glorified enhancement talents oh, yeah. and do something mm, proper with yes, them. They're yes too one. good to have the role they have now. I feel passionately about this I've written down, and that's why I'm mentioning it now. Uh, Chad Gable is literally 2000's Kurt, well, 2000 Kurt Angle, come back to life, and Otis has proven with his, with his wrestling this year, I'm thinking about that world's strongest slam he does. Mm. He's proven he can be a serious heel if he wants to, but as we all know from the lockdown times as well, he can be a lovable baby face as well. So stop using Chad Gable and Otis as glorified enhancement talents and do something proper with them. That's the end of the pitch. It's a big like it. <laughs> Nothing else more needs to be said. It's a weird one, actually. I've thought of something else to say. It's a weird one because they did used to be tag team champions, but it's not really... They weren't pushed as such. That was no. Vince's tag team division. They won it where tag teams mm-hmm. just didn't matter at yeah, all. Mm-hmm. But now they're on Raw every single week, and by and large, I don't know what the record is exactly, but it feels like when we're doing the podcast, doing the Raw recap part of that thing this week in wrestling, that they're always losing yeah. and making somebody else look better, but while also showing how good they are well, that's in the process. It. They yeah. like have really good matches all the time. And I'm surprised that uh, Chad, like nothing against Otis either, because I think he's absolutely really improved this year. I think uh, just the fact that Chad's not in some mid card, you know, like title matches and stuff like that, or being built up a little bit better, he, they've got him right there. He's so yeah. good. He's so so good, and yeah. he could have banger matches with with practically he's anyone. Like Kurt Angle mixed with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. an incredible thing to say. And, and I, not I don't know why they don't utilize him. Maybe it's his look or something. But because he's think, short. Yeah, that, I mean that is it, isn't it? Shorty G. Actually, Cesaro is tall and yeah, never used him properly. Yeah, yeah. Don't know what it is. So, Maybe but it's he's a yes. Too good at the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Cesaro. Yeah. Oh my god. Just, oh, change the battery in the camera. Right, Andrew. Yes. Your third and final pitch, please. Third and final pitch. There's a few moving parts to it, right? But it's not dead long, so don't so don't panic, everybody. Okay. It's something near and dear to my heart as well. So I want this to happen. Bit of the bussy. Bit of the bit, bit of the bussy, baby. <laughs> we head over to SmackDown in 2023, all right? Told Paul. Told Paul Levick, right? Loves a good tournament, doesn't he? And he loves to make those mid-card titles feel special in our hearts once again. So, at some point during the year, we see a battle royale take place to determine a new challenger for presumably Gunter's Intercontinental Championship. Ultimately, the final two left to duke it out in the end are Sheamus and his brawling brute brethren, Butch. Oh, how dare you. It's an incredibly close affair with Butch almost getting the best of his teammate and organically having the crowd rally behind both him and his resiliency. The two really don't let up on one another despite being bonded within their team. But it's Sheamus that comes out on top, going on to challenge Gunter and even toppling the ring general for the title to nicely round out their trilogy of bangers. We get a backstage segment of the boys celebrating after the match with Sheamus saying he couldn't have done it without the support of his boys. We catch his butch out the he catches butch out the corner of his eye, right? Staring at the title that could have been his and he says, Hey, 
I know how close you were to holding gold in your hands, butchy lad, but you know, maybe, maybe next time you'll get it. Until then, why not focus on your tag team title match next week? Yes, that's right. We're going straight to another title match. Okay. Next week, meaning a tag team title gauntlet match for maybe Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's championships, right? Within the match, we have the Usos, the possibly new, 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 new Viking Raiders, Legado <laughs> del Fantasma, Imperium, the Brawling Brutes, and a final mystery team to be announced. So starting off the match, we got Zayn and KO in the Brawling Brutes, and much to the surprise of everyone... The brutes get the upset win and eliminate the champions first. Maybe there's maybe storyline stuff I haven't factored into it, right? Maybe there's a bit of tension. They've hold they've held it for a while, right? They've held these belts for a while. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, we know they we know they don't always get along, right? So maybe yeah. something trips them up there. But yes, the brutes get the upset win and eliminate the champions first. They've done it. Only they haven't because they've still got to survive the other waves of competitors. And they do so. The crowd absolutely buzzing behind them. Even Butch and Ridge can't believe it. After a lengthy battle between the Brutes and the Usos, which sees the former team score another win to advance further into the gauntlet. It's time for the final mystery competitors to be revealed. Spent, battered, and waiting in anticipation, the Titan Tron flashes up a graphic the former Bruiserweight knows all too well. Mustache Mountain. Tyler Bate and Trent Seven make their main roster debut and way to the ring. Butch is beside himself, right? But he still helps Ridge to his feet, and the two get ready to no, face their no, final no, hurdle, no. right? To face their final hurdle. We get a great back and forth that demonstrates the type of magic we saw between the friends in NXT. The end of the match comes when Trent Seven is thrown out of the ring, and Ridge hoists Tyler up for that power slam kick combo thing that they do. And they connect, and it's about to happen. The Brutes are about to become tag champs. Ridge covers one, two. No. Oh, kick you, to the back of the uh, head. Bunch, man. You've done it, man. What have you done? You're bleeding. Oh, you're bleeding, Wazak. I, I was about to say Wazak. Well, yeah, well, you're yeah. bleeding, yeah, Wazak. I can't believe he's. He lifts Ridge up. He's done that. Hey, you're a right. He you lifts bear, Ridge up, all while staring at Tyler and, his, and hits a bitter end on Ridge, right? Steps off to the side and just lets Tyler get the cover. And then we get back together, British strong style. And Pete Dunn is going back to his former ways. He goes after Sheamus, right? He gets the IC Championship. And then perhaps when NXT Europe starts, they go touring around NXT Europe and just like batter everyone. Okay. Okay. British strong style. Hang on, you haven't done that just for NXT Europe, have you? I haven't. No, that was that was been sacrificed. That was an I like, extra I like the idea of a touring IC champion going around all the yeah. continents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And tag team champions. Take that, get... Mexico. Take that, India. Right. And we can get Imperium and, <laughs> and the British strong style. <laughs> <laughs> Imperium and British strong style have a few together as well. Pete Pete Dunn goes back to being Pete Dunn. I was like, I. Because we've seen so much of Butch, right? I was like, I went back and watched some Pete Dunne matches because he's one of my favorite boys. And I was like, the presentation on this man comes out with his fur coat, belt in his mouth. He's a little hat now. <laughs> it's not the same. Now he still does that thing. Now he's, he does. Now he can't control him. No. He's like but, a mad little brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, great. It's, it's even great. better. It's yeah. great. Uh, I, I just would like to see British Strong Style back. Did you see Trent Seven on Rampage? Yeah. Bloody to, hell, he was good. I have to say this. They've broken up as well. It's the second pitch that involves a tag team that's broken up, but that's fine. But, that's okay. Know, it's fine. Just, yeah. We're just breaking them up. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah uh, like, right. a, 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 like Pete Dunn going heel, 
Yeah. A nice match between him and Sheamus for the IC belt as well. Stop dressing like they're in Peaky Blinders again and all that. Nah, we'll cut. Oh! Just, I, really I mean, we could do it. Yeah. I, just, I just like him in his fur coat. British Oh, you gotta have the picky blindness stuff. Oh, I get, yeah, okay. Oh, it could be tweed trousers on. Chips. bit I liked there was the um, the Seamus celebration backstage when yeah. he said he's celebrating the lot. I can just imagine him going like, yeah, I've done it, lads. Come here, Butch. Why I? You wouldn't say why I. Yes for me. I'll give it a yeah as well. I know it's not very strong, but, you know, it's strong style. It's strong style. At the end of the day. <laughs> um, it's my third and final pitch now as well. Mm-hmm. It's a feature-length film or ten-part Netflix series <laughs> for next summer. Whichever one would be better, and it's called NXT. School's out. So, just this is the premise of the film. Chase U are holding a summer camp in NXT land. We've all seen the map on the podcast, and we're all invited. Join the wacky characters of NXT for a, a party you don't want to miss this summer. Head on down to Chase Summer Camp, where the fun never stops and the party's just begun. Andre and the gang are ready to make sure that their summer camp is the funnest summer of our lives, but can they handle their campers, the NXT roster, and their wacky hijinks? You're I don't already, think they can, you're, already, oh you're looking my God. Something. I, I looked up, it. and it Andrew, was, Andrew was beaming at me. He was going like, this is brilliant. It's like, it reminds me of Wet Hot American Summer already. Um, no, it's I'm a bit more, kid, it. it's a bit more right. PG than that. Okay. I've never seen it, but it sounds dirty. Kind of dry American summer. It's a bit... Well, I was thinking, like, not a, not a dirty version of, but, like, maybe... It like can Ameri- be dirty. American Pie vibes without the sex. Well, that's like yeah, Wet yeah, Hot yeah. American oh, right, Summer. Yeah, yeah, All right, sorry. All right, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just assumed the name Wet Hot American Summer meant that it was minging. I mean, no, it's not minging. Okay, right, fair enough. Um... <laughs> What were you thinking of, sorry? I don't know. I was thinking, <laughs> I don't I'm thinking of a song, but I don't think I'll see the title of the song because okay. of the oh. YouTube algorithm with the wet <clears throat> ass. Wet. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, wha- yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the wha- <clears throat> um, Can they handle the NXT roster and their wacky hijinks? Will Bron Breaker's fishing lessons go down a storm? Oh. Or will a storm ruin Bron Breaker's fishing lessons? <laughs> You're so You happy. can't include like, that. Why? You can't include Bron Breaker's um, fishing on this. Will Malik Blade finally seduce Mandy Rose with his excellent That's fashion better. choices? Or will Von Wagner and his dancing shoes win the day? There we go. Who'll win the big camp obstacle course race slash tug of war? Team Roxanne Perez and her gang of friendly friends or Team Cora Jade and her mean team of meanies? The funny thing is, Roxanne will try to get friends and they'll all say, no, go away, you weirdo, because that's what they're doing. Yeah. Cora <laughs> says, go away. Who was it recently? Uh, Raquel? Oh, no. Raquel? No, not yeah. Raquel. Um, leave me alone. Uh, Indy Hartwell. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Yeah. Everyone hates Roxanne. Do they? Um, Why? Like... She's dead good. She's a little weirdo. Is she? <laughs> yeah, um, to top it off as well, I've, I've also done a soundtrack for it. So it features these following songs. First Date by Blink-182. My Own Worst Enemy by Lit. Semi-Charmed Life by Third Eye Blind. Two Princes by Spin Doctors. Girls and Boys by Good Charlotte. Mm. Here in Your Arms by Hello Goodbye. Our yeah. Lips yeah. can touch. And the, as the final credits roll, In This City by Igloo and Hartley. I just think it's just a wonderful nostalgic. It makes you nostalgic for something that hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> and I, I think that's, yeah. I want the theme sort of be uh, Long Hot Summer, but it's 95 Degrees in the Shade by the girl. girl no. <laughs> There's a theme. Come of, Tuesday, like, it's all like cleaning a, a, a Dodge it's Charger. All like American happy poppy songs there, punky pop songs, and then you've gone for a Girls Aloud classic, no oh, doubt. Yeah, yeah. But like, Still, you know. Everything needs a bit of Girls Aloud from time to time. Okay. Yeah. Cool well, maybe Love Machine fits the bill. When Von Wagner and Mali got competing over. Von Wagner's dancing mm. shoes and Love Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Just it's... a comment. Um, yeah. Oh. Do you hear that, Andrew? 
He's a cum machine. No, I didn't a cum say that. machine. And I, I, I nearly said it. So mine's my final pitch there, just to send us off all happy into the new year, is NXT Summer Camp. The only issue there uh-huh. is audience retention for the Bron Breaker fishing <laughs> segments. That's the only the issue. The storm I can see. might ruin it. Yeah, you don't know. Oh. If there is in the clouds, you'd have to have the storm be there at the start of the segment to Approaching. keep our attention. He was on NXT a couple of weeks ago. Have you seen about it? his um, his variable bait? Yeah, because yeah, in the yeah. Win- variable bait. Yeah. In the winter, the bait isn't. As, sorry, the fish aren't as active, so you need to use more variable bait. This was part of the wrestling show. Sounds exciting. When, when I look at Bron Breaker and his sort of Goldberg esque, his appeal is very much Goldberg. You mm. just smash people. He's big and mean, and uh, except he's a Steiner as well. So it's like yeah, a yeah. Of that. And you want what I really wanted from Goldberg in the nineties was what his hobbies were outside of the <laughs> ring. I wanted him to be humanized, and that's what they've done successfully. That's I think, fair enough with Bron Breaker and his fishing. So yeah, um, those were our pitches then for WWE in 2023. Some serious, some silly as well. You get a yes from me, by the way. I don't know. Thank if you. Cheers. Establish that. I don't know. I thought yes? Ross yeah, was yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, I thought cool. it was a middle because of the cool. bronze. Oh no, it's just that's the only issue. Okay, the only issue. Well, those are the the nine pitches um, for WWE in 2023. Thank you very much for watching. Do leave your thoughts and opinions on these pitches in the comments section down below. And if you haven't caught our AEW pitches video, which I think went up the day before this one on the channel, then then check that out now as well. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, thanks to Ross and Andrew for joining me on this Shall journey. Shall we do the Thank intro to, for Joel to put in? So welcome to the 2nd of January, everybody. Not, not New Year's Day, mm, the yeah. 2nd of January. Should we do that? Should we just pipe that in at the start? Welcome to the 2nd. We've made a mistake. It's the 2nd of January. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Is that going to play while our mouths are moving? I don't know. Joel just throw it on Whatever top, maybe think, just yeah. cut it in there. Splicey, splicey. Yeah. Oh, a little bit of splicey splice. Mm. <laughs> oh, what, what bear? It's 2023. This is an Aero Mint, I reckon. I reckon that's an Aero Mint. Yeah. It's gorgeous. What other chocolate bars are green? Um, There's none. Cho- I don't know. After eight? Yeah. Well, it's not a bar, is it? But Because yeah. it's Christmas, because it's like... Oh, Christmas no, being gone. No, they do after eight bars, don't they? Christmas. They do after eight bars. Pretty sure. What will they think of next? Bloody hell. Thanks very much for watching, <laughs> and we'll see you very soon. Could have been that tango can as well. Could yeah, I... Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.